0: All right, all right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Christian Fellowship Church. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet. Get ready to worship the Lord this morning. Together, good to have you. Welcome, everyone. Let's pray as we begin our worship service this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much. Thank you for being with us, for guiding us, for leading us. Help us, Father, to be closer and closer to you, to go closer and closer to you, Just to go big in our lives and We pray, amen. Amen. Let's worship. Good morning.
1: There's a place for me. There's a place for you. You are not here by accident today. God is meeting you right here where you he stand. You are chosen, not forsaken. You are what He says you are, wonderfully made. God sees you for who you are, who He created you to be. Not for who you think you are. or who you see when you look in the mirror. We see our faults. We see our shortcomings. We see our mistakes. We see the things that we could be or would be or should be but aren't yet. God doesn't see that. He sees his children who he loves without condition. So just take that and sing it. He will never leave you, I am who you say I am, fearfully and wonderfully made.
2: A name that reigns above all others, Jesus Christ, the King of all kings. Yes, give You praise this morning. Unto the Lamb honor and glory
1: and we just worship you for who you are today. No matter what we face, God, you are greater than any storm, than any giant. You are greater. And we lean in on that. We trust you. All we have to do is say the name of Jesus. We can stand in your love. Worship you.
2: When darkness tries to roll over my bones And when sorrow comes to steal the joy I own When brokenness and pain is all I know I won't be shaken I won't be shaken my view doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My feet doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My feet doesn't stand a chance.
0: ourselves in naturally, Lord God, the, the situations that that seem to be uh, overshadowing and, and creeping in on our lives, Lord God, we know that we can stand in confidence because of the work that was done on Calvary's cross, because of your love, because of who you are, Lord God. We can face the storm, Lord Jesus, without fear or worry. Lord God, we thank you for all that you are, for all that you're doing. As the band continues to play, guys, I'm going to go ahead and have the ushers come forward. We're going to receive our tithes and offerings this morning. And listen, if you're a guest here for the first time, this isn't something you need to feel obligated to to have to be a part of. I mean, we're going to put it right in front of you, and we're going to look you in the eye and wonder why you're not. I'm kidding. I'm joking. We're just going to pass. This is between you and God, guys. This isn't... This isn't something that we're going to sit there and hound on you. But, man, it's powerful when you recognize what God has done in your life and the opportunity then to give back into his kingdom and what he can do through you. It, it's amazing, guys. Uh, so if you'll bow your heads with me, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to give back into your kingdom, to give back, Lord God, into what you were doing right here within this community, right here, Lord God, in Northeast Texas. We thank you, Father, for the reach that each and every one of us have, Lord God, for the lives that are going to be touched, Father, because of of a simple participation. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing right here in and through your people. It's in your name we pray. Amen, amen. Come on, guys, let's sing that song again.
1: Come on, church, worship with us.
0: It's the resurrection.
2: Resurrection. Direction, power that can save. Oh.
0: that we can live on, Lord God. When things around us seem to be crumbling or swaying around us, we can stand upon the word of God. We can stand, Father, in strength, in complete peace, strong, Lord God, knowing that you have it in control. We don't have to fear, Lord Jesus. We put our trust and our faith in you. It's in the name of your son we pray, amen, amen, amen. Come on, y'all give a clap as y'all sit down, guys great to have everybody here this morning. I need to step down here and grab this because I've got notes and I don't remember my notes. All right. Yes. Um, I have a, uh, there's a number of volunteers, uh, a number of volunteers, a number of, uh, announcements that, uh, y'all get to hear from me this morning. Um, we were unable to have a, uh, a video this morning because the broadways were on vacation and couldn't find time to fit us in. Apparently, um, <laughs> no, guys. But we uh, there's a lot going on right now. So much, and and it was uh, we are, are beyond blessed to have the broadways and all that they do. Um, even even having to let them take a vacation every now and then, I guess, is is warranted. Um, but there's a, a couple of announcements I wanted to make you aware of, guys. There's, I think, I think I was told somewhere between 60 and 80 students in what I understand all of Lamar County um, that are currently, or from the, at least the high school, that are, are currently not covered in prayer. Only only 60 to 80 students, guys. There's a Prayers for Students organization here in town that literally takes the name of every single high school student and, and gives it to an adult just to pray over daily. I have an individual that I get to pray for daily. Uh, if you'd like to be involved in that, we're going to have a table set up on the way out. As you're walking out the building through the foyer. You'll, you'll see it on your left-hand side. But Prayers for Students is a phenomenal organization, which we are excited to be able to just be a part of with so many other churches, so many other organizations, so many other people here in town, just praying over kids. Uh, it's, how, how many of you have kids and know it's needed, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take anybody else's prayer over my kids. That's great. Um, another thing that we have right after service today, there's going to be a volunteer uh, kickoff for Next Gen. Next Gen is any of our students' organizations, uh, from babies all the way through high school, even into the college age. We don't currently have a college age group, but if God puts that on your heart, come on with it. Just dramatic pause for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, so uh, anyway, there's a uh, a next-gen volunteer kickoff meeting right after the service. Uh, Brandon, I don't see you in here. Is that going to be where? Do we know? Somebody? In the reception or in the theater? Either way, walk that way, and then just hang around and look like you're looking for something, and we'll go, hey, are you looking for the next-gen? And if you're out in the lobby after service and you don't look like you know where you're going, we're going to throw you in there anyway, so... Um, <laughs> there's uh, uh, the one other thing I wanted to let you guys know, we've had a lot of questions people asking us, I'm excited to say that a lot of our uh, community groups, which are our small groups, just the, the groups that, that meet throughout the city, throughout throughout the uh, the area, are going to be starting up soon. There's a few that have already kind of been kicking off and going, some hitting well, and and but our, our big kickoff is going to be coming up in the fall, so be looking forward for information coming up about community groups and uh, man, just, just groups that you can get involved in to go deeper than what we do on a Sunday morning. Look, I I uh, I'll reference it this way: I I tell people that I'm more of like the motivational coach. Uh, I'm I'm in the locker room before the game. Monday through Friday, Saturday, that's, that, the life is the game. So this, this is my opportunity to encourage you, to build you up, to slap you on the back of the head, head only, slap you on the back and say, hey, good job, you're going to do great this week. But then it's our job as the church to what? Tell our story. It's our job every day to share what the good news is that God has done in our lives, Monday through Friday, Sunday afternoon, whatever your work schedule is, whatever your school schedule is, wherever you're involved with other people, it's your turn. It's time to share the good news. The biggest go command, or the biggest go big command that we have been given, can be found in the Great Commission. The Great Commission, in Matthew 28 and verse 19, it says, Go, therefore and make disciples of all peoples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to follow all that I have commanded you. Now, I'll be honest, I think we have a tendency, I'm sorry, I'm trying to find where I'm at. There we go. All right. We have a tendency, when we hear even a scripture like this, to fear, to fear what is involved in, in, in what it says to do. And over the next few weeks, what I wanna do is I wanna use this scripture as a, as a backbone within our Go Big series. We see we're instructed to do two things within this scripture go make disciples, go and make disciples. And literally, after you read Make Disciples, it talks about baptizing them. The the word baptize there literally means to fully submerge, immerse somebody. So basically, what we have a tendency, we immediately go to water. But what the Scripture is talking about is, is, as we've been sharing, it simply means to immerse somebody with your story, teaching them all that you have heard, all that you have learned about Christ. So we're supposed to go... And we're supposed to immerse people in the good news, sharing our story, being a witness, just like we talked about last week. Out of curiosity, show of hands. How many people were able to share their story at some point in time during this last week? That's awesome. Awesome. It's as simple as just looking for those opportunities. God, hey. Hey. Who would you have me talk to today? As I read through Scripture, I see that Jesus gave us instruction on what it takes to go big. And one of the big things I see, even within our, our, this key verse, Matthew 28, 19, go therefore and make disciples, is something that, that I see he says over and over and over again throughout Scripture. Jesus repeated... The necessity for us to serve. That's the title of today's message. To go big, you're going to have to serve somewhere. To go big in the kingdom of God, you're going to have to serve somewhere. Jesus said what? The greatest among you is your servant. Jesus said we're supposed to deny ourselves taking on the very nature of a servant. In other words, as Christ followers, as people who who realize the love that Jesus has for us, and in that revelation have now come back before him saying, God, I give you my life. When we do that, we are now... We realize that that serving isn't something you have to do on a Sunday morning. Well, it's my obligation. I got called up for for kid duty. That's a tough one, God. I don't know that that's from you. That may be from Satan. (laughs) But serving is an action that reflects who we are. As Christ followers, serving is an action that reflects who we are, not just something that we have to do. Now, the question that I want to pose to everybody today is, if somebody were to describe you with the word always, how would they describe you? If somebody were to say something about you, oh, well, they are always doing this or always doing that, what would be the word that people would describe you as? For some of you, it may be that, man, they are always encouraging. Others might be, God, you're always griping. (laughs) Somebody may look at you and say, man, they're always finding fault. Or they may look at you and say, God, they're always finding good in people, making the best out of any situation. Always working, always working out. Always sharing their story. Always scrolling on Instagram. Like, just, just as an FYI, just so you know, on Facebook, if you tag yourself here, it pops up like on my feed. I haven't turned off notifications, so those of you that are on Facebook, like checking in, it pops up and says, "So and so just checked in." I'm like, "Look at that!" I was trying to preach a good sermon right there, and they're just they're scrolling through Facebook. If somebody were to answer the question about you, what would they say it was that you were always doing? I want to, uh, I want to show you a, a go big moment in scripture. Um, and it talks about what somebody was always doing. I want, to, I want to jump to Acts chapter 9. And I'm going to be reading out of verse 36 real quickly. And, and it's just this short, quick scripture. But listen here, it says this. In the town of Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha. In Greek, her name is Dorcas. She was always doing good and helping the poor. Man, what a powerful description of somebody's life. She was always doing good, always helping the poor. Now, history shows that what she actually did is, is uh, she made clothing for people, for people that couldn't afford. And, and especially a lot of times, what we see in, in history is that she would help out widows. Her ministry evidently was so important, so big, that when she died, God used Peter to raise her back from the dead. And because of this one woman who was always helping the needy, always helping the poor, a revival broke out within that community. Because of a woman known for always doing good, always helping the poor. She was using what she had to make a difference. She was was making a difference in people's lives. Serving. Because she knew she knew it wasn't something she just had to do but more so it, it was something from within, a yearning, a desire to do. She was a servant of the Most High God. So so how do we, as Jesus followers, how do we become a faithful servant? Because, look, I'll be honest with you, my seamstress skills are, are very minimal. You do not want me sewing clothing for people. But, but that's what we tend to do, don't we? We tend to hear of a need, and our, our immediate thought is, well, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I mean... What, you need people for the worship team? Yeah, yeah, but have you, have you seen that hot blonde? That's, no, y'all can't think that. I can think that. <laughs> have y'all seen that lady up there and how great her voice is? <laughs> we discount ourselves. Have you, ha, well, I, I'd love to serve out here, but no, I don't want to do that because, well, I, I'm not as good as this person. Or, or what if they ask me a question? Or, or what if this happens and, and I'm not able? I can't. Or Whatever. So what I want to do today is honestly keep it, keep it simple. How many of you ever heard of, of uh, the KISS program? It's keep it simple, stupid. If you tell your kids you can't say stupid, then it's just K-I-S. It's keep it simple. But my mom slapped me a couple times, told me I was stupid. When I asked stupid questions, when I needed it, I got told it was a stupid question. Keep it simple, stupid. So today, I'm going I'm to keep it simple for you. Because we start getting worried and comparing our talents, our abilities with somebody else's or, or thinking that there has to be some sort of a teaching or a doctorate involved to be able to get involved. Ultimately, ultimately, guys, what we must do is just obey. Ultimately, what we are going to have to do is just obey. Now, that's, that's next week's subject, so you're welcome. If you know you need to work in obedience, you might want to be here. When Jesus says, go and make disciples, there's an action required, though. There's there's, there's an action required. And so there's going to have to be an involvement on our part. We're going to have to obey if we want to get involved. But what I think tends to happen is when you tell somebody, hey, you need to be praying about serving Christ, we, we tend to think that, well, well if, I, if I pray that, if I, tend to go to, if I go to God and say, hey, God, I, I want to serve you, he's going to ask me to like, go down to some South American jungle where I'll never see a hot shower again, Corey. And I'm out. So here it is, what it simply means to serve. Three images from Scripture. Three very simple stories that I truly hope will, will inspire you to serve because it is who you are. You're a servant of the Most High God. So to serve somewhere, the very first thing I want you to realize you can do is simply bring a lunch. Bring a lunch. There's a story in the Old Testament we, we know of King David. And King David, uh, he, well, I mean obviously King David, before he was king, he fought off Goliath. When the whole Philistine army was sitting there looking down at the Israeli army saying, the Israelites saying, yo, no way you're coming against us. We're putting our best forward. Here's Goliath. You send your best and we'll settle this one-on-one. The whole Israelite army said, not me. Not doing it. But there was David, the young little shepherd boy who, with nothing more than his sling, walked out there and defeated the giant. Scripture says that when he would come back from battle, he was so admired that the women would gather in the streets to sing songs about him. It's, it's, it's similar to when I get off work and I come home. <laughs> I don't even know where she is. So she's sitting in back not listening to me right now. <laughs> oh, man. So not quite Not quite the same. But it says that, yeah, the women would sing songs about him. Here comes David, our hero. Why was David so great? Was it because of all these monumental acts? And there's validity. There's truth to it. Some people would say, well, it all goes back to this one moment, this this killing of Goliath. But even before that, David was, was killing off a mountain lion, a bear, keeping him from attacking the sheep. So, what was it in David's life? You see, you look all throughout David's life and you realize that David was promoted within the kingdom of God because he had the heart of a servant. In fact, the whole reason that he was at the field where Goliath was was because he simply brought a lunch. He wasn't important enough to actually fight with the big boys. David was was the son of Jesse, the son, and there there were eight, eight children. So he's the youngest of these eight brothers. All the older brothers, they get to go off and fight in the battle like real men. David has to sit back and take care of the sheep in the farm. He's too young, he's too immature, he's not big enough yet. So David's only opportunity to go see his brothers was when his dad comes to him. David, I need something from you. First Samuel 17:17 17, 17 says, One day Jesse said to David, Take this basket of roasted grain and these ten loaves of bread. Carry them quickly to your brothers and give these ten cuts of cheese to their captain. See how your brothers are doing, see how they're getting along, and bring back a report on how they are doing. You want to go big and fight the giant? First, first, simply bring a lunch. First, you're willing to do what may seem insignificant. What isn't visible to others. What you do, it it may feel like it's behind the scenes, but, but the way that you're promoted within the kingdom of God is always by serving. If you want to be great, what do you do? you serve. The greatest among you is a servant. And, and, and one of the ways you do this is by simply bringing a lunch. Just this morning, I was talking with Greg Smith, which look, if man, ooh, he's got a phenomenal, we call it our Sunday school article now. It's a, a, an article that he's been putting out for the last couple of years now, I want to say, um, weekly. And man, just depth and knowledge. It's I mean, just learning so much about scripture through it. It's awesome to get to read. But I was talking with him this morning, and, and one of the first things that he, he said is, Hey, have you ever, do you realize that, man, all you got to do to serve within the kingdom of God is, is bring a lunch? I'm like, Hey, wait, 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 wait a second. Hold up. He said, Well, think about the, think about the young boy. We started talking about the young boy that went to, to this meeting. Mom prepared a lunch beforehand, and all of a sudden he's sitting there listening to Jesus speak, and then Jesus says something to the effect of, I need a lunch. It really is just as simple sometimes as bringing a lunch, and next thing you know, 5,000 are touched. Another way offer a ride. Offer a ride. In the New Testament, Jesus said this to his disciples. It was, it was, uh, Right before what we now celebrate is Palm Sunday and and Jesus looked to his disciples and said, I'm I'm going to need a donkey. Y'all are going to have to go get a donkey for me. I want to pick up in Luke chapter 19, verse 33. It says this, as the disciples were untying the young donkey, the owners asked them, why are you untying that colt? And the disciples simply replied, the Lord needs it. Now, look, this owner, quick mention, but such a go-big moment. We don't know his name. We don't know what he did for a living. We don't know if he owned one donkey or if he owned 500, 5,000 donkeys. We can assume that, that he was a businessman. Because, quite honestly, it, it, was, it was a luxury to be able to afford a donkey. But whatever, this businessman, all he simply did is said, yes. You can take what I have. He offered a ride. He simply said, if the Lord has need of it, then I'm willing to offer what I have. If the Lord has need of it, no matter how insignificant I think it may be, no matter how small I think it may be, if the Lord has need of it, I'm willing to offer what I have. And by simply offering a ride, this gentleman, this guy made way For Jesus to ride into town, fulfilling a 553-year-old prophecy given back in the Old Testament through the prophet Zechariah. Palm Sunday. The entry of Jesus. Guys, you can make a difference in people's lives. You can go big in people's lives by simply bringing a lunch, by offering a ride. Or one more, one last one, by carrying a towel. I love love this powerful picture, the setting just before Passover. Jesus seated with his disciples. And as I play the story out in my mind, I read and I understand Jesus knows that he's about to give his life. Next morning, they're going to take me away. They're going to beat me. They're going to crucify me. This is his last night with his friends. This is it. This is is the moment that that he can just sit down and enjoy. What would you do on your last night if you knew tomorrow morning it was over, your very last night? For Jesus, this was the culmination, the very reason that he was here, the very reason that he came to earth. He's He's about to suffer in a big way. He just needs his friends, right? What are they doing? What are the disciples doing? An argument breaks out amongst the disciples about who's the greatest. Look, y'all are wondering today who the goat is. They were arguing that all the way back sitting around with Jesus. Well, I'm, I'm the greatest. I mean, I mean, Jesus said I'm one of his closest friends. Like, I, 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 I should be... I should probably be with Jesus. I mean, if we're going to sit down and eat, guys, it's it's me. Look, read through read through John. He writes the whole book like in second person, and then every time he describes himself, he says, "And John, the one whom Jesus loved." Every time How cocky! (laughs) All of them, Peter. Ah, well, I walked on water and you didn't, John. What? An argument breaks out on the very night that, that, that our Lord and Savior is to give his life even for them. Offering them eternal life, they're arguing about who's the greatest. Jesus, sitting at the table, knowing he didn't come to be served, but to serve others, looks around. And quite honestly... Even though they were his disciples, even though they put on the dress of of followers of Christ, what he saw was dirty feet, dirty hearts, Just, just a proud people. Now, in that time, it was customary in their culture to wash your feet before dinner, as, Brian, uh, Brian, as Brandon uh, talked about in week two of this series, he, you, you laid around. It wasn't a table like we sit at, but more so just on the ground. There was a spread, and, and you would lay around. So it was very, very honoring to go ahead and have your feet cleaned before you put them up in somebody's face as they're trying to eat. And, and imagine, I mean, we're talking the hot, sweaty deserts, right, walking around in sandals all day. So you can kind of build up a stank on them toes, so it was customary in the culture, there would, be a, there would have been a, a basin of water and a towel provided, but they wouldn't have provided somebody to wash your feet. That's a servant's job. That's up to you. You've got to find somebody to do that. It's up to the servant to go to kneel down, to have to, have to deal with the grime, the stink, and wash other people's feet. The problem was... It was considered the servant's job, and and so the disciples, gloating about who was the greatest, the greatest of all time, they walked in, realizing their feet needed washing, realizing they were dirty, they needed to be cleaned, but, but they couldn't be seen serving the other disciples. So, what does Jesus do? Scripture tells us in John 13, 4 through 5, it says this, Jesus got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. And then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. On the night that he was to be crucified, on the night that he was... To die, his last night, his last opportunity for them to, to, to give him courage, to give him strength, to, 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 to sit there and just kind of hold him and encourage him through the night. On, on the last night, he looks around the room and sees proud hearts, dirty feet. And he puts on a servant's apron, gets down on his hands and knees, takes a bowl, a towel, and starts washing feet. The Son of God knelt down and washed feet. Because Jesus knew big moments require a servant's heart. I didn't come to be served. I came to serve others, to give my life as a ransom for sin. To go big, guys, it really is just as simple as bringing a lunch, offering a ride, carrying a towel. You're a servant of the Most High God. And when you serve others, you're serving Christ. When we serve other people throughout our day, throughout our community, when we serve others, we're serving Christ. Jesus told a story in Matthew 25. And he he basically, he said, look, one day at the end of all time, everybody will be gathered around before me. And I will separate the goats and the sheep. And to the goats, on one side, I'm going to have to say, I'm sorry, I, I didn't know you. You may have been the greatest of all time. You, you may have succeeded in everything, but, but I, didn't, I didn't know you. And to the sheep, I'm going to say, welcome into the kingdom I've prepared for you. By the way, I wanted to say thank you for what you did. Because when I was thirsty... You gave me a drink. When I was locked out, you invited me in. When I was sick, you prayed for me. Or when I was in prison, you visited me. And the scripture goes on. It says that the sheep will ask. They'll look back and say, well, hey, look, super glad we're getting in. But when, when I, I, don't, I don't want to argue here, but, but when did I? I don't, I, don't remember. I don't remember doing that. I don't remember visiting you in prison. I don't remember giving you a drink of water. Scripture says Jesus looks back at them and says, what you did to the least of these, my brothers, you did to me. So when you served in in that prison ministry, you were showing love to me. When you offered a coffee to somebody in in the foyer, you were actually doing that for me. When you welcomed somebody at the door, when you greeted them with a smile, when they didn't feel welcomed, when you, when you showed them love and grace, you were welcoming me. How do we see big moments in life? Here's, here's, the, here's the ultimate, guys, what you, you need to grab a hold of. Going big is less about you and more about him. Going big is less about you and more about him. Now, we know that he is all about people, right? We know that he's, for God so loved the world, not just the ones that were doing good. For God so loved the world. So if we know that God loves people, then we could also say going big is less about you and more about other people. Serving, serving should be at our core. Promotion in the kingdom of God is, is selfless serving. It's putting others ahead of ourselves. As I close this morning, as the band comes up, at the end of uh, the service, I- I'm excited. I want to I wanna pray for a group of people that are serving daily. Tomorrow is the start of school. School. And so uh, I'm excited. At the end of the service, I I want to uh, close out by inviting all of our, uh, anybody that works within the school district by any capacity, any means, administration, all the above, I'm going to invite you all to stand as as we just pray a prayer of blessing towards this year for you. But uh, my question again to everybody as we close is, if somebody were to describe what it is that you're always doing, if they're to describe your life, she's always, he's always, wouldn't it be amazing if they were able to say, that person's always doing good, always helping the poor. They're always offering a ride. They're always carrying a towel, always bringing a lunch. In fact, today, what I want, what I want, to, uh, I want to do is I want to recognize a few people who are always serving. Always doing good, always helping. Luke and Carrie Luttrell, always serving at C.F. Littles. Look, they're watching your brats so you can sit in here and enjoy service. Carrie also serves throughout the week by cooking breakfasts and lunch for our, our grow daycare. Luke. Luke also leads the CF men's community groups, and then he serves alongside Richard Jackson, Jimmy Thielman, Charlie Olson, and Eric Cole. Those gentlemen, those five guys are here always early every Sunday morning to set out the chairs that you're sitting in. And then right after service, they stack them and put them all away so that this can be an open floor gym. Put the basketballs down so the kids tomorrow can play and have fun. They serve every week. Lisa and David Walker are always welcoming people at the door. Robert and Terry Steelman are here at eight every Sunday morning just to prep all the coffee that you guys drink. While Sonia Carter, Randy and Lisa Conant are always brightening your day by serving coffee on our CF coffee team. Melba Harris. Melba Harris is always praying. Always involved in people's lives, shows up early before our service to, to join our CF prayer team and pray for that day's service. Keenan Guillory is always serving in our CF 56ers, fifth and sixth grade class. In fact, he saw the need. It was that we just had infants and, and kids and, and then we didn't have anything for fifth and sixth grade before we tried to get our, our middle school and high school programs going and Kenan saw a need, wrote a curriculum even just so there would be a program for the 56ers and now today I, I can say man that, that we're continuing to impact kids from all ages. We found a curriculum for, from, from the very beginning of life all the way through they grow up and they hear the word of God. Starts with people like Keenan Guillory. Look, I I could go on and on and on and on. There's Rachel Chenault, helps with CF Kids Check In. Greg Higgins, who, despite being a Bills fan, is always serving, helping in tech. Brian and Sarah Boyer with our youth program. Jeff and and Jeffrey Bolton. Look, I've now lived in Paris, Texas. Eight and a half years. Been the pastor here eight and a half years. Love every moment of it. And and he's been right there on this team longer than I've been here. Two men who just decided, man, we're going to continue to serve. Go big moments occur when you recognize that you're a servant of the Most High God. And when you serve others, that you're serving Christ. What you're doing when you, when you reach across the aisles, when you, when you help a brother or a sister out, when you reach out to somebody who's lost, whether, whether it's, it's relationally lost or, or whether it's just lost directionally, doesn't know what's going on, confused about the times. Whatever the situation, when we reach out, when we serve, we're serving Christ. Every individual here, you should have a a consistent place where you serve. This is where I use my gifts, weekly. It it may be some place within the church, in front of the the seat in front of you, there should be a serve here card. We've got every, look, we have places that we could use you. Kids department, oh, they need you. Y'all don't want me back there. I don't want me back there. So please, if you would. It's not just about uh, the need, though, guys. It's about something so much bigger. It's about the the heart behind it. It may be someplace within the church. It, It may be someplace in the community. But I can't encourage you enough. You need to have a place where week after week, you're consistently pouring out into other people, where you're pouring out into people in the name of For the love of Jesus Christ, we all have gifts that we should consistently use to serve. And when we do that, then one day, one day, somebody's going to ask the question, "What's what are they always doing? What is she always doing?" How awesome would it be to have this powerful answer, man? To hear, and she's always engaged; he's always serving. They're always making a difference in people's lives. They're they're always, they're not just letting their lives say that they're a Christian, but they're, they're letting their lives show that they're a Christian. They let people see the love of Jesus. And then, then one day we get to stand before him. And that's when we hear him say, Thank you for what you did. What you did for me, because what you did for the least of these, you did unto me. Well done, my good and faithful servant. If you'll bow your heads with me as I close, guys. I, Father, I thank you. I thank you for your word, for your truth, Lord God, for all it is who you are. And Father, I ask that you would stir within each and every one of us. Father, that you, that you, would, you, you would ignite a fire within each and every one of us. Move us out of, out of this selfish, self-centered, self-promoting way of thinking, God. That we would start by denying ourselves, Lord God. Taking up our cross, Lord God, and following you. Help us to see ourselves as you see us, a servant, making a difference every day. Father, I thank you that even now you're speaking to hearts and I pray that that you would help all of us to have that consistent place every week, Lord, where we represent you, engaging in the lives of people, using the gifts that you've given us to do what what may seem insignificant, what may not be in the spotlight, but God, we know it's important to you. Help us, Father, to serve because, because we are servants. And give us eyes to see a heart that that breaks for things that break for yours, Lord God, your heart. The things that break your heart, God. And Father, when the opportunities arise, I pray that that we would lift up, that we would be a servant, that we would stand there and, 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 and rise to the occasion, that we would obey, that we would realize, God, we are your servants. Help us to serve you by serving others. As I continue to pray, I'd like to invite all of our school facility, administration, anybody who works within the school district, we'd like for you to stand real quick, please, guys. We want to pray over you as you get involved in our kids' lives this next year. Like, Don't be afraid. You can't be shy before it even starts. Come on. Wow. 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 Guys, don't ever think that your role, your place, your position, or what you do has, is insignificant, or, or, or that the, the kids themselves, they it, it doesn't matter. To them, even. Because, man, I, I can promise you guys it does. What you do changes lives. I'm honored to be able to. Pray with you guys today for you guys today. I, I I can't thank you enough for the role that you play in shaping our children, in shaping the generation, in being a witness for God. <laughs> this kid's eager to get to school. Hey guys, if you would please, let's uh let's do this, man. Uh, Find, find the, the teacher that's closest to you, whether you want to stand next to him and, and hold on to him, or you, you just want to turn and acknowledge him by stretching your hand out to him. I, I just want to pray a blessing over each and every individual, the, the, the staff, the faculty, the teachers, everybody that's involved within our school districts. Heavenly Father, I thank you for these individuals for the calling of God that's upon their life, Lord God, for the recognition they have already of of the need to serve in an area, Lord God. And and I pray, Lord Jesus, on the days when when it seems insignificant, on the days where it it hurts more than others, Lord God, that you would give them your continual peace, whole peace, Lord God, peace in all situations, peace in all circumstances, Lord God, that they would know that they are walking in your path, Father. Father, we thank you for the call of God you have on their life. Father, how they are going to minister to lives today, Father, that will shape our all tomorrow. I pray that you would lead them, that you would guide them, that you would instruct them, Lord Jesus, and that every morning they would rise up in the confidence that their feet are on the rock of their salvation, that their feet are standing upon the love of God, and that they have the ability to walk in that love. And show that love, Lord God, even to kids that may sit there and despise what it is they do. Father, I thank you for their role. I thank you for their heart. It's in your name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, y'all, give them a big clap as they sit down. I'm. Uh, I want to close with with one final thing, guys, real quick. I just want to tell you all I am beyond excited. If you want to help out, one of the ways that you can get involved we do, we've started a, a teacher's closet. There's a lot of phenomenal organizations in town that are already doing backpacks and gifts for kids and, and all that. And we wanted to create a, a closet that we had just accessories, anything that a teacher would need. So if you go teachers or uh, administration, if you go online to our website, you can find a place where you can um, s- submit questions That so you can ask what we already have. We've got a list on there of all that we're going to be willing to give out for free. Uh, but then as well, if you want to donate, if you're out there shopping for school supplies and you see an extra packet of paper, um, colored, construction, ruled, lined, whatever, like we've got a place for it. We've got a, a whole closet that we're setting up just for, just for uh, administrations, school people that, that they can have a place where they don't have to constantly go out of pocket to buy different things and necessities. So guys, we are excited to get that going. We're excited to be able to serve this community. Amen. Are y'all ready to serve? Heavenly Father, thank you for the heart of servants within this community. We give you all the glory. It's in the name of your son we pray. Amen, amen. Guys, y'all have a blessed, blessed week.